Peace, good people. The little one and I just got back from a Target run while Felicia was setting up for the podcast, and I got to tell you about what I learned while I was there. Target is partnering with HBCUs, shout out to Hampton, HU, to support the next generation of black talent. One of the ways Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through the Target HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. And if you want to see the winners, check back during Black History Month. Well, Black History Month is every month, but specifically February to see the latest designs that will be featured in Target 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. And be sure to visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. Peace, good people. Peace. How you feeling, Fee? I'm feeling all right. How you feeling? Happy to be here. I like that. Here in this moment. Yeah, this is my space. Uh, mm-hmm. I have gratitude for this space. I have gratitude for this, the way folks show up here. Got gratitude for Kamali. Without a doubt. She's in the building. Wouldn't be here if she wasn't here. <laughs> right. She's in the playpen. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Hey. And hey, Kamali. Kamali, who's saying hey? Facts. <laughs> well, I want to open up this conversation with the affirmation I found from your book. Mm-hmm. And I uh, hope it's fitting. It's on page 50. If you have your Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within. That's Karika's foot. And it reads, I can grow from difficult experiences. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. Mm -hmm. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. Mm, Say that again. (laughs) I can grow from difficult experiences. Yes. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. Yes. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. Uh, Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. Yeah. It's crazy how I hear it and want to jump right in. But (laughs) the way that spoke to me, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just going to always be a challenge for me to fit in spaces that don't acknowledge uh, the uniqueness of how I hold and what I hold. Mm. So the challenge reveals a new layer of my gifting. Mm -hmm. So if presented with a challenge, do I have the courage to stand in my gifting? Mm. Right. If I can't fit in, do I have the courage to stand in the gifting? Courage to I so badly wish I had a pen that would write courage to stand in my gifting. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. I'm getting when challenged. Yeah. Or allow a challenge to invite you to stand in the gifting. Or allow a challenge. Yeah. To invite you to stand in your gifting. Hmm. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening last. Acknowledging my growth areas mm-hmm. is the growing into the person you need to be to have the courage to stand in the gifting. Hmm. So it's all an invitation to growth. I guess I'm hearing it that way right now because of what I experienced. Mm. Um, as it relates to this, as it relates to my gifting, as it relates to showing up in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I acknowledge my growth areas, right? Yeah. That's the thing that I'm investigating. Yeah. And then I ask myself, is it growth to show up the way that's being asked of me? Or is it growth to show up in the way that's true to me? Hmm. Which way do I want to grow? Hmm. Right. And which one is sustainable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it begs of investigation. I guess we're going to get it cracking today. I guess we are. I guess we are. I hear the inquiry, the juxtaposition of the two, and it would require one to understand and know what is true within. Yeah. I don't know about you. That is something that I am always having to work on and practice for I myself. Like, I feel like Kamali's affirming us to do that right now. I feel like all of her <laughs> expressions. Um, I also just want to say, I, I think I find her existence in any work that I do, mm -hmm. some of the most beautiful dynamics to mm -hmm. doing the work, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. work that honors that that's the work I'm going to do first. That's the work that lasts the longest, how I'm able to be a father to her, yeah, uh, a husband to you. That's noble work. That's the work. Straight up. Straight up. So I wanted to ask you, I mean, we can jump into you know, um, what you're processing presently, uh -huh. or we can preface it by asking you if you can remember where this came from in particular. Um, can I remember where that particular affirmation comes from? You no pressure too. I know. I, I just know. wanted to kind of understand more about where the writing, how the writing found itself. I think it's unique. Uh, my emotional memory is something I rely heavily upon in conversation. Uh -huh. And it is often heavily based on the temperament of my emotion. Mm -hmm. I have a very high emotional memory. Mm -hmm. I can remember what I feel. I can remember how those things come to be. And I think my emotions are running uh, maybe in a different direction today. I can't recall this one, but I can tell you how it's speaking to me today. Okay. And, uh, and I, I appreciate you just acknowledging where you're at presently. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I invite us to take a deep breath. Not a small one, neither. Not a Felicia breath. Because <laughs> I'll take a small one when I'm challenged, okay? <laughs> I'm breathing deep on this one. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I can come to this affirmation in the path that brought me, but my emotional memory brings me here right now, and I can tell you how it speaks to me. Mm -hmm. And I think the first thing that I can, I want to acknowledge that it, how beautiful it feels to be present in this moment. Mm -hmm. uh, here I am in a space that allows me to be Kamayu and Kamali's father, your husband, my individual self. And there's power in that. Mm. There's not a deficiency in that. Not in this space. Those things are all added value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, experiencing challenges in other spaces where, uh, the ask or the requirement is that I am more of something else when truthfully I, I am what I have to give and be right now. Right? So hearing her voice actively in the background is what my life has been like, right? Since the day we were gifted with her birth. And I say gifted with her birth uh, because we understand all the different outcomes that birth can offer. Right. We were in fact gifted with, Kamayu as well, but it didn't feel like a gift for a very long time. Right, right. Thank you for saying so, that. So the gift of hearing her voice and meeting her needs at any hour, 
is just it's the work right it's it's the work that's important it's noble to me so i guess i'll contextualize for the listeners what brings me to this right and right before coming to this sacred space of soul affirmations i was um, managing another set of communication as related to some projects that uh, I manage outside of this space. So Felicia and I have begun some consulting in different areas concerning whether it's our expertise, but really what's most important, what's most central to our wellness right now. And this work is enjoyable, often impactful, but I find myself in a commitment that requires a lot of different team members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like these team members have had some level of interaction or some level of virtual work experience through the pandemic. So they're in year two of virtual work. And this is season one, very early in season one of virtual work for me. Right, right. Because of the grief. Because of the grief. Uh, because of what my work used to be in schools as a dean of students, it is now like the requirement being in this space, uh, being a partner, being a provider, and positioning myself for opportunities to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. And I just experienced something that felt really, really, uh, it's not good. Mm. It it's a chopping block I'm not willing to meet. Mm. You know, in some cases you 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 take on commitments, you become a better version of yourself, you trim the fat, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in no way am I trying to be the version of a working citizen that I've seen folks be through the pandemic. Mm. What does that look like? There's like this silent ongoing stress there is this desire trying to balance it all partnerships, families, school schedules, children's schedules, communication, um, likingness, romance. Like I'm just watching folks trying to juggle so much working in the home setting. And I watched folks experience that. And many of those folks came to our soul affirmation Sundays mm-hmm. right, <laughs> on IG to affirm what we were saying, to be affirmed in what they were feeling. So now here I am entering the carousel of that work and had an experience that just felt, uh, it just felt too much like what's unsustainable. I value communication. I value teamwork. It helps me show up. Yeah. And to the truth of the extent, right? Like I haven't dealt with an email chain. (laughs) (laughs) of people otherwise critiquing or no, I'm being really kind. Let me just speak my truth. It's not critique is an easy thing. Anybody can handle critique. It's complaint that I can't get down with. (laughs) Right. Complaint ain't got no, I don't have room for it. I don't live here. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody should be complaining, (laughs) it'd be these folks right here. Mm. And I'm not saying like, Oh, let's put who deserves to complain on a scale. No, I'm just saying like, I don't have room for it. I don't even do it. Yeah. I don't complain about anyone. Right. Yep. Um, even in the space that we came to soul affirmations, if we had experiences that were off putting, 
we didn't complain. We expressed how that felt and the discomfort of it and how we weren't willing to participate in that. We didn't come on any spaces and complain. I think I just don't have the uh, the emotional dexterity um, to handle somebody's complaint right now or just a really uh, an impersonal level of communication. Mm. And I don't know if I want to grow to be a version of myself or like, well, since it happens all the time, I guess I'll just, ex- no, right, I'm right. not going back to that. But even what you just said, like impersonal communication. Very impersonal. It just seems like communication that doesn't fall in the line of communication as a definition. Like how can communication be impersonal? Right. So we want communication to be effective, embedded in the effort and the intention it takes to communicate. Mm-hmm. And many of the conflicts people experience is when they feel misunderstood or undervalued in their communication. Right. right. And it presents a trigger, right, when we feel we're speaking and we aren't being heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that communication in the least is an attempt, right, to express how you feel or the hopes for a desired outcome. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I'm following you. I just acknowledging like we just put Kamali down and trying to find my way back into this fold of communication. <laughs> um, but you're right. Like communication is supposed to be effective, right? And it's the job of the person who is communicating to do that effectively. Job or desire, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Desire. Because you can't make something somebody's job is not aware of or how to do. Yeah. But if I'm trying to say something to you, it's on me to make sure that what I'm trying to say, you receive it based on your understanding. Right. But that that's often not the actual problem. The problem is when someone feels their voice is not being heard when they are communicating effectively. Mm. It's the trigger that ignites, right? Uh, the impatience that ignites. Mm-hmm. And then efficacy is no longer the point, right? Mm. The point is being heard. Mm. Not whether it's effective or not. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because you start out trying to be effective, right? That's mm-hmm. why most people will take it to here. They escalate, right? Mm-hmm. They'll give you a warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of those things connected to and separate from work culture, work projects, communication in the workplace. I mean, yeah, there you go. That's what's the confusing part. <laughs> there ain't no damn workplace. <laughs> Seriously. You ain't lying, man. No, like, I'm home with my family. Right. And to act like you aren't otherwise is asinine. It just it's the, make no, any sense. Honestly, y'all, it's the magic trick that I just won't understand. You could, <laughs> you could do this shit in front of my face 10 times. I still won't understand it. I don't care how many pandemics we endure, right? Yeah. I won't understand it. Yeah. Um, this workplace culture or whatever it is. I don't understand it yet. And, and it's, it's newly designed, first of all. And it's not designed. And it's not designed. <laughs> it's like build as you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The very nature of this thing called Zoom is fascinating to me because it doesn't seem to accelerate much. Right? <laughs> it hasn't accelerated much. It actually 
has created another type of processing, at least what I'm experiencing. Mm. It's not accelerating. I don't know. Maybe my perspective isn't valid. I haven't been in anybody's workplace in some time. I've been in my own workplace. I've been working on myself Mm. and our home has supported that. Mm-hmm. And soul affirmations has supported that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you asked me in the beginning of this podcast how I feel, and I said happy to be here, mm-hmm. I can be my whole self here. There's not a pretend Kariga that shows up. Right. There isn't a Kariga trying to make somebody else happy. I'm literally showing up true to my faith that brings me here, my family that I'm in service to. And the people who love abundantly and we extend that love, that reciprocity. That's why I show up here. And that's why I can do this with repetition, with desirability. I desire to come to the space, Mm -hmm. but I can do it because I can be my whole self. Mm -hmm. And the affirmation invites me Hmm. to my growth areas. Mm -hmm. Right. I can grow from difficult experiences. I think I've been doing that through the grief, through the pandemic. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. I think today I'm just kind of confronting a new layer of my gifting. Mm. All right. Because of my ability to communicate, I have always been recruited by things that don't interest me because they see an effective communicator and they think if I can give you this model, you can communicate it as effectively as you do your thoughts, ideas, or opinions. Mm. And I've been recruited. I mean, you name it. Right. Kariga um, has received so many requests for recruitment across so many different positions, across so many different places in the U.S. Like it just, it's been very unique. It's come up a lot, especially in this season. You're talking about this season. I'm going back to the 19 year old me, right? <laughs> uh, 22 year old me, the inboxes, the approaches, come do this. You come sell this service. Yeah. Uh, and I ain't trying to sell shit. Mm. That's not what my communication is embedded in. Right. It's not embedded in like an outcome of selling you something or I have to have a deep conviction, a guiding compass within me to communicate as effectively as I do around what I want to communicate. There's a whole nother version of me that doesn't desire to communicate as effectively when I don't see the interest. <laughs> And it doesn't mean that like I choose when I can be effective and I choose to not be effective. Right. It is when the object of sale doesn't move me, when the objective of the communication doesn't move me, it will be less effective. But I also want to speak to like efficacy around things I do want, things I am interested in. Yeah. But that move at the pace of workplace culture Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is, y'all. I don't know what the workplace is right now. Um, I've seen it in other people's homes. Mm-hmm. I've seen the wrecking it's done. Mm-hmm. I don't know it like that right now. And I can't say that I want to spend time intimately with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm doing my my damnest best to examine myself because it isn't what someone does or says that makes anything true. It's how I feel inside. So I'm examining myself and saying, what did I create cause or do that caused the hiccup that I'm experiencing? 
And I'm like, oh, it's workplace communication. I was slow to an email. I overlooked the email. That's what happened. Right. And overlooking an email created this whole sequence of workplace communication that was just like mind blowing to me. Like, oh, Mm. this is what respect. I get it. This is where we at. (laughs) Y'all should have just saw the way my shoulders. Yeah, he just shook. (laughs) This shrug. Because it's like, I get it. I get it, right? Like ideas make the world go round. So, you know, run your idea the best way you see fit. But ain't no idea about to have me turn around in circles. Mm. Not one. I prayed for my yeas to be yeas and my nays to be nays when I was becoming Kamayu's father. That I would have very clear yeses and very clear noes. Uh, so I'm hearing for me, in me, some answers that I must sit with mm-hmm. and maybe some answers that I must render. Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm not available for collaboration. I've been collaborating amazingly through the pandemic. <laughs> I have been able to speak at a number of universities, mm-hmm. a number of schools, mm-hmm. middle school, high school, elementary, mm-hmm. um, community centers, I did virtual book clubs, mm-hmm. um, performances, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in-person and virtual performances. I've written a lot of music, collaborated with a lot of amazing artists, mm-hmm. wrote some more, um, expressively some essays, been producing a podcast this time. Well, you know who our executive producers are and our producers are, but, yeah. you know. Producing it in the home with, with Kamali. <laughs> I was about to say, you've been diaper daddy for a minute now. It's like. So my thing is like, no, I actually am doing well. I actually am proud of myself for the progress I made. I am happy that I've been able to show up in the world the way that I have with my ideas, with my best foot forward. So this experience doesn't get to counteract that. This episode of Soul Affirmations is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Wow, 1965. That's a long time. They've been a part of my life for a long time, actually. <laughs> so we can talk about like different McDonald's at different parts. We can, whether it was my time growing up in Sacramento, the one on 29th and Florence, mm-hmm. that was like, that was, the first, that was a hub for everything. Yeah. You got off the 81, yeah. got something to eat, saw your friends. This is like <laughs> pre-cell phone, pre-social media. Right. So McDonald's was the hub. Yeah, I remember that one. But if I really want to think about like how McDonald's showed up, grad school, when I was living in D.C., yep. Maryland, mm-hmm. and I didn't have Wi-Fi. My teaching salary didn't really let me have a Wi-Fi. So wow. I used to go to McDonald's mm-hmm. to submit assignments to Blackboard. In grad school. Oh, man. I vividly remember those moments in grad school. I remember them in undergrad, but very much so in grad school. Mm -hmm. 4 a.m. trying to get me a coffee real quick so I can get bus through this next assignment. Mm -hmm. Or even just 4 a.m. after the club trying to. (laughs) Either way, McDonald's has definitely been present for me. Man, it's. It's a staple for real. It is a staple. It is a staple. And now I really understand why they say I'm loving it. I'm loving it. What I'm also happy about is that you're able to communicate when challenged, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the truth, right? You brought it here. Mm -hmm. 
uh, rather than allowing it to live just inside of your head, inside of your body. Mm-hmm. You speaking about the challenge and navigating yourself through what it is that you're feeling is a practice of wellness. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that we're able to do that in our home and that we've been doing it for some time now. So much so that when something comes up and it doesn't feel right, it's like a an alert, if you will. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I want to acknowledge that I don't think everybody has the luxury and or privilege to be able to do so. Or maybe they just don't know how to do so because this has been the norm for so long. But this is why I so deeply, when I say how you feeling, and I thank the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network, and I thank everybody who's connected and contributed. Mm-hmm. The reason why I do that is because I really do appreciate it here, y'all. Like mm-hmm. I've been able to grow and evolve as a being, as someone who has feelings, as someone who must explore those feelings and not shelf those feelings um, for the sake of productivity. Ooh, for the sake of productivity. For the sake of providing. So my role in this marriage, in this family, as the parent who did not give birth, is to serve and provide. Mm-hmm. Like that's embedded in my identity. When you go down to give birth, my role is to serve you and family. Mm-hmm. And provide because I am able bodied. Mm. It doesn't mean and provide doesn't mean necessarily out the housework is just provide. If I got to get up because you're healing, right, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. But you provide. But I think so many of us like this identity is embedded in so many folks provide productivity, provide productivity. And I recognize that, like, that's not the binary. It doesn't just go like that or look like that. Right. And. I also have to acknowledge like how much there isn't a finger to point at anybody else. Mm, that part. Yeah. I'm not saying if you did this differently. No, I'm saying you did exactly what I needed you to do. So I can see <laughs> if I'm functioning here or if I'm not functioning here. Right. I'm not asking you to do me any differently. In fact, I needed exactly to see what that was because mm-hmm. I realized, oh, it's workplace culture. Man, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck Mm. there is no workplace culture anymore we have evolved to a level of humanity where it is person to person where it's connectedness where it is teamwork Mm -hmm. workplaces what are those right (laughs) what are those we it's virtual it's your senior supervisor going through the same thing you're going through at home right like human beings are having these experiences not job titles or positions. So when I say good luck, it's like I'm not interested in upholding a workplace culture. I'm interested in building healthy teams, healthy people, effective communication, Mm -hmm. uh, goals that impact. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, teamwork is just a really, uh, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. Like love, like grace. This isn't like a, verbalizing feeling victimized this is verbalizing like oh i appreciate you showing me what it is yeah but i I needed this i needed it because i didn't realize how many things it was attached to the only reason why i'm in this situation Mm -hmm. is because of my role in this marriage Mm. i know how badly i want to experience every minute kamali has to give us 
I know how much I deserve that. Yep. Yep. I know when it wasn't the case. So being able to be well in my home and well for my family, that's the mark. And if I'm hitting that mark, there's joy. There's no room for somebody else's measurement of a mark they wanted me to hit to feel it just has no place. That's the mark, cuz. <laughs> That's the mark, cuz. <laughs> you know, it don't have no space. Somebody telling me uh, what I'm not. It don't have no space right now. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm defying a lot of things just by being. Just by being here and just by being well. And I'm still creative and innovative. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still creating and I'm still, you know. God is still providing our wants and needs. I don't have any room for somebody to tell me what I'm not right now. No, I think you're doing exactly what it is that you are supposed to be doing. And I think you are exactly who you are supposed to be. Grateful that we are able to have these moments together in our home and with our children one-on-one. Absolutely. And the reality that I'm just arriving in today, Mm -hmm. and I hope I can write this down, is that, you know, before there is ever a space that can tell me what I'm not, I'll tell you who I am. Mm. Before there's ever a space to tell me who I'm not, I'll tell you who I am. Okay. I like that. And, and only I can say what I'm not. Here's what I know to be true. There is no affirmation and negation. So why would I tell you what I'm not when I can tell you who I am? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I am, there will always be enough. And I think that this was like the culminating work culture display, workspace <laughs> culture, that lets me say, all right, cool. Yeah, okay. you got it. <laughs> okay, so as I'm listening to you, an affirmation came up for me mm-hmm. from my book that I'd like to read on your behalf. And it's on page 80, if you have your yellow soul affirmations text. (laughs) And it reads, I speak to find the wisdom that is there. I speak to understand more about myself and what I'm feeling. I speak to allow my feelings to be true. I speak to resolve what's conflicting inside. I'm speaking for my wellness. I'm speaking as an act of self-love. I'm speaking for my wellness. And I'm speaking as an act of self-love. And I feel that from you, Riga. Yo, I just want to say how great it feels to be a black man and to be able to affirm myself in those ways. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit don't be happening on a daily. All right? There's very few places to affirm a black man in those word choicings. And we have all of those feelings. And we have all of those feelings. Right. You're not absent of them. But nowhere am I hearing anybody talk to us like that, right? And it nurtured such a a deep place within me, those words, not just because you're the author, because the way I'm feeling today, it nurtured such a deep place in me. Nobody talking like that, dog. And damn sure nobody talking like that, looking me in the face, right? I think you're the only person who can talk to me that gentle because I just don't think people see us as deserving of that type of gentleness, Mm. right? But we all know that a thug is just like one of the most sensitive human beings, right? Right. That's what it is, right? 
gangster, whoever you want to call him, is just a very hypersensitive human being because of all of the spaces where their sensitivity wasn't acknowledged. So now I'm going to set up some principles. Yep. And these yep. principles I'm going to live by. Yep. And I'm willing to die by. Yep. Because nobody is going to put me back in that place to make me feel those feelings and helpless again. Hmm. That's how we check, folks. That's how we create codes. That's how you get socked in the mouth. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's because I won't let you make me feel like that again. Right. I remember that place of feeling less seen, less heard, and nobody could put me there again. So rather than my feelings, I'll create principles. But we know that all that is, is feeling. Feeling it's that feeling. you're not absent of. that. Nah. A man is not absent of, that a black man is not absent of. You actually have all of those feelings. I really value that you said that. Man. As a reminder. These feelings sometimes, unfortunately, are only visited when everything else is suspended, right? Regarding like all these feelings and the spaces that they get invisibilized and or acknowledged. I'm just grateful that uh, today I get to be in them. Mm -hmm. Like this is work. Yeah. This is noble work. It's not an outward. It's not somebody doing to me. It's what I know I am and deserve. Yeah. But it's a trip. I love that affirmation, Fee. Thank you. And I usually don't triple it up like this, but I got another one. To affirm what it is that you just brought us home with. Okay. Before you affirm that, I want to recognize that, like, I said a lot of things in that soundbite around feelings, mm -hmm. feeling good to be acknowledged, the principles. And I also want to just clarify in my own listening and speaking that the binary between, like, a black man who acknowledges his feelings and one who doesn't is not like a black man in touch with his feelings or a thug. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I want to clarify that, but when I said this idea of, I guess the ones reinforced in my life was that uh, anybody who acted on principle that was, I guess, not consistent with the way the world's principles work, mm -hmm. uh, that that person was problematic. And when black men have principles that don't, that aren't like parallel to the way we govern mm -hmm. ourselves in general community, mm -hmm. when we're problematic, I've just never seen us referred to as anything other than, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, thugs. It's the principle, ain't it's not thug, it's really somebody who feels heavily. And won't let you put them back in that position mm -hmm. of having their feelings invalidated. Mm -hmm. uh, like nobody wants to be uh, invisibilized, so they hyper present everything. But that's just like a crash course because many of us crash into each other on that path. Today, I will practice love by showing compassion to people or spaces often overlooked or intentionally silenced. Hmm. Wow. 
had no way of knowing that experience. What I experienced was going to create voice for so many others. Thank you for your processing. Thank you for creating the space. Um, I thank God that I have joy today and gratitude to be here. Mm -hmm. But I also want to thank the team that I get to work with that created the experience <laughs> for us to talk what we did today. Yes. Mm -hmm. That those emails that made me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> I have gratitude for them. Mm -hmm. I'm no lightweight when it comes on to gratitude. If I can have gratitude for my life the way it is right now and the losses I endured, mm -hmm. I also have gratitude for the way anybody shows up mm -hmm. that leads me to a deeper, truer self. So, you know, bring what you will. I'm going to be leaning inward. I'm going to be leading with love. Mm. I'm going to be contextualizing and synthesizing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, becoming a better version of myself in the work. There are no excuses or substitutes for self-work. Mm. It happens in our own time, our own pace. Mm -hmm. We're privileged to come to a space called Soul Affirmations where we get to do that critical self-work. And there's a community of folks that value it. And they come here and do this work with us. And I'm grateful. We thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Kariga and Felicia. The amazing listeners <laughs> of the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. Our precious baby girl, Kamali, who expands my very definition of capability. Every day she expands what I think I can do, what I think she can do. Mm. And to observe that is the riches of life. Mm. I will not miss her growth. Mm -mm. I will not miss her marks. I will not miss being present. I am not put in a position where I have to choose. I will be present and we will provide. Mm -hmm. And our silent warrior, Kamayu, who made room to do so. What do you mean? <laughs> Definitely. Thank you all. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill. May we all love more abundantly. Be sure to share the material. Like. Send a book to a friend. Like. like yeah. In fact, rate, rate it. speaking of books. Review. <laughs> on. Oh, yes. So my very good friend, Chloe Labuezo, mm -hmm. she just released a book called Life, I Swear. I was featured on her podcast, season four of her podcast called Life I Swear. She now has a book released called Life I Swear, Intimate Stories from Black Women on Identity, Healing, and Self-Trust. And I look forward to connecting with her at Black Girl Greenhouse, November 18th, I believe. Yeah, that's tomorrow. That's right. Well, if you are um, in the Oakland or the Bay Area, feel free to come find us, come connect with us as we uh, share our stories because when we share our stories we create room for belongingness and connectedness and love may we love more abundantly y'all peace peace